Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone who is the pick master. He has all sorts of knowledge, information, anything you could imagine. He's coming off of a nine-unit week last week. How will he answer back? We will see, ladies and gentlemen. Ty, how are you feeling down in the in the peats? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, coming off a big weekend. Um, this card, I mean, listen, anytime we have like a fight night or a non-pay-per-view, it's always potential to be a, you know, a negative 10 unit day or something like that. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is an interesting card. I, I don't know how I feel about most of it. Honestly, we have a rematch in the main event and the co-main event, some prospects, some, uh, some frauds potentially on this card. I mean, Lacerda and Chavez are running it back for maybe like the 35th time. And that almost got canceled. We'll see if it does get canceled since they both <laughs> missed weight. Hopefully, it does. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. We gotta rebook. Lacerda's well, gotta um, go, dude. We uh, uh, enough's enough. Yeah, but Chara's just weighed in one thirty one, so it's like you know. Oh my god! <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, yeah, yeah, it should be a pretty decent card. Um, I think it's gonna be action packed. I just, um, I don't know. The main and co main are both kind of tricky for me. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see what you have to say, what you think, and um, and what we got here. Yeah, I think both both times they fought were ended from an injury, right? Roy Vall's shoulder and then Ortega's shoulder. I believe, yeah, no, yeah, because Roy Vall got hurt because that was the fight to figure out who was going to fight Figgy, and uh, Roy Vall got hurt at the end of the first round, and then the yeah the Ortega one where kind of got caught in like a weird position and just tried to yank his shoulder out and got that shit popped out. Yeah, he so. did, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's you know a lot of this analysis we've already done before pretty much, and not much has changed. In relation to the main and co-main, but you know, you never know. We the odds may have changed. We will see soon enough. And let's just get right into it. UFC Mexico. Where are we? Uh, we are in Mexico City, I believe. Right? We are in the in yep. the hub. We are at Arena CDMX. So uh, thirteen fights starting at what four o'clock? I think. I think the main card starts at seven. I'm not sure. To be honest, I thought I saw. It looks that. like the whole card starts at seven. Am I wrong here? Uh, that's what sure it's, actually that's... you're right because that's what it says on my screen right now too. So that actually is kind of elite. I I, I love yeah. when the cards go late. To be honest, I like it. Yeah, because I'm usually the only one up at that hour and I'm just sitting there chilling watching UFC at the end of the night, and that is yeah, always a good time. Ricky so, Tercios and Sam Hughes fight. Yeah, no, well, not that, each that's, other. But... Yeah, well, that would be sick actually. I, I, <laughs> Sam Page would I think a I good did, fight. I think I got Sam Hughes in that. Yeah. Okay. Come on. I'm gonna take Tercios today <laughs> against uh, Raul Rosa. So now we'll see. How about Brandon Moreno, Brandon Royval, Battle of the Brandons. Uh, Let's go, Brandon. When was this, when, when did, this, did this fight happen? Was that 21, 20? I think. Um, I think it might have been the uh, end of 2020. It was cold. I remember when, when that, that fight yeah, happened. Yeah, damn. It was at the end of 2020. Yeah. 255, Figueredo and Perez. Yeah. Which just seems like forever ago. That, it doesn't, I don't recall that card being that great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if Alex, Maya, if Alex Perez was in the main event. Tim yeah, means sure. Mike Perry was the feature bout. So that's about <laughs> all I need to do. Caitlin uh, Sermonera. Uh, not to be confused with Caitlin Chukagian, who that actually is. She's now 
going by her, uh, I guess, her husband's name. So Married name, yeah. It's always good. But uh, Brandon Moreno is a big favorite in this. Minus 298, 300 to Brandon Royval's plus 240. Brandon Royval, uh, it, for all intents and purposes, uh, com- I think he comported himself well in that uh, title attempt against Alexander Pantoja. But, you know, the grappling and... The just the all around game of Pantoja, and that's nothing against him because Pantoja beat Moreno as well. But he just came up a little bit short. He's going up against Moreno, like you said. That this fight happened before, didn't really get a good, uh, you know, answer to the questions that we may have had. Uh, I'd be curious to see what the odds were the last time they fought. I mean, before after that, Moreno fought Figgy like seventeen times. They fought yeah. Kai Car France. He fought all sorts of people, but. In that fight, he was a minus. The odds started to go towards Roy Vall at the end. He was a plus 120 underdog, Roy Vall, that, uh, that being Marino around minus 164, 140. So uh, this is a big difference, a change in the, in the odds four years later. It's, actually, it's crazy to think that that was four years ago, three and a half years ago. It's, it, <laughs> really, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but time moves on so quickly. How about... I think I like Brandon Moreno in this, and I, I'm just a big Brandon Moreno guy in general, so it's going to be hard for anybody to convince me otherwise. I just think he's he's just uh, the better all-around mixed martial artist. I think it's prob- this is probably a decision sort of thing, and I don't really know if I have a bet, to be honest. I don't really feel confident in betting a- anything on this. Uh, I, I just don't know because Moreno sometimes comes out and he fights tentative and he fights a little scared. Not scared, but just cautious. And then sometimes he has the the spirit of Mexico behind him, and he fights like a savage. Like when he fought Figgy, I believe the second and fourth time, or whichever ones it was. You know, it's hard to keep track of those, but you you just never know what version of Brandon Moreno you're going to get in there. And Royval, I think, is always a not necessarily a live dog, but he doesn't raw just dog. roll over. He raw dogs. He likes to raw dog. Shout out. Uh, I I don't know if I really like this, so I guess I'll hear what you have to say before I make my final determination. Um, yeah, I think I have Moreno here. I think his cardio's volume, uh, just in general should, uh, should be enough to, to keep him, to keep him, uh, steady and keep him safe here. I think he's got the better hands. He's probably the better wrestler. He does get into some, uh, some trouble sometimes on the feet. And I do like Roy Val's like unorthodox, um, striking. He, he can crack hits hard, has a bunch of different kicks, trains in elevation. Roy Val does. So he's kind of used to that. Um, he is taking this on short notice, right? Not short, not not too short, but it was supposed to be Albazi. Um, True. Not sure if that matters that much. Uh, the problem with Roy Vall is he's always had issues getting taken down. He's always just kind of—I don't know if he just gives it up because he wants to, you know, play his guard. But there's a reason he has five uh, five decision losses uh, dating back to the regional scene when he fought Casey Kenny in LFA, um, Nick Urso in LFA, uh, Ricky Palacios back in the early part of his career. None really in the UFC. He's only been get, getting finished in the UFC besides that Pantoja loss, but he just gives up takedowns way, way too easily. And I, anytime I see somebody like that, even with that good jiu-jitsu game and that good scramble ability and the ability to make it just hell uh, on the ground, no matter how how you get there, eight takedowns when he fought Pantoja, eight for Bontarine, when they fought four for Tim Elliott when he made his debut. Again, he gets these guillotines, arm triangles. Uh, he has a really, really tight guillotine. I think he has it's that long, uh, yeah. long ability. Yeah, sort of frame that. Yeah, yeah. 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 
kind of like who I would be if I was a fighter, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, even though I'd be very not good. But um, I like how he uses a lot of what he has, a lot of different parts of his game. It's just, you know, sometimes he's a little bit low volume on the feet, sometimes. And, um, yeah, he just gets taken down so easily. I think Moreno is so well-rounded. Uh, even if you do hurt him, even if you do crack him, he can kind of fall back to that wrestling. I feel like he was always uh, a wrestler. I feel like he didn't really start developing his hands until later, um, or re- more recently, I should say, in his career. Because remember, early in his career, it wasn't that great when uh, everybody was arriving out of the Mexico scene. Was it like him and Aldana and Yair and all them? I think he was supposed to be kind of like a project. And, um, you know, when he fought Sergio Pettis, he was wrestling Sergio Pettis and getting his ass beat. I think that was a five-round fight. Um, that was way back in 2017. Sheesh. So he's come a long way. He's still making improvements. Was he 30, 28, 29? So it's kind of crazy. He's still kind of, you know, still that young. Um, yeah, I, I think he should get this done. I kind of want to take him by, by finish. I just, I, I don't know. He, I think four of his last wins, his last four wins, I should say, one, two. Yes, yeah, last four wins have come by finish. Three of them in the third round. So I'd be kind of interested. He's got 11 subs. He hasn't been subbed. They each have a lot of decision losses. So maybe this goes the distance. I'm not really too sure. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a bet here, honestly. I think I might just just sit back because it's going to be an all-action affair. Both guys are kind of, I don't want to say inconsistent, but uh, I can't rely 100% on Brandon Marino. You know, sometimes he, he just gets his face marked up and yep. he loves it. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then Roy Vall, you know. Gets himself injured a lot, it seems like, and is just a hell on wheels kind of fighter. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even know if I have the over or the under. I don't really lean a specific way in this fight, but um, I will take Moreno by knockout, maybe a sub. But, I, you know, I'm not really too too confident in, in, in a specific method. I mean, Roy Val's only been finished once or twice. So, and the one was by um, the, the shoulder injury. Yeah. So. And then it was the Pantoja when they fought the first time, which I believe he took on short notice also. So, again, I, I'm re- there's a lot of high variance in this fight. I'm going to go Moreno by uh, TKO. No bet, though. No bet. Uh, Moreno inside the distance at plus 150. Does that intrigue you at all? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, because I, I feel like it's within 25 minutes, one of these two, I mean, the way their styles are going to clash, I feel like somebody's going to have to get a finish, you know? And I feel like Moreno is going to be the, the one I would lean on, but... Still, I don't know. There's something about the wrestling factor and the fact that Roy Val likes being on his back. Um, you know, maybe a large chunk of time is just kind of wasted there, and we can't get the finish. You know, but yeah. it's not a bad number at all. Yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm battling with back and forth, and and I have a tough time skipping on the main event. That's always been a b- big time uh, problem for me because I I should sometimes because you me and you both know we've. It's come back to bite us a few times. Ortega and Yair, uh, for example, when yeah. we, we both had Ortega and the man's shoulder exploded. So that is an issue. I'm going to take Moreno inside the distance, plus 150. I, I, I can't. I'm going to imagine this man fighting in Mexico City is going to. that. that uh, I know it's a stupid way to view it, but I feel like that's going to just give him that little extra juice to go out there and fight the way I think he can fight. So. Moreno inside the distance plus one fifty, and there you go. I want to take TKO, but I could also see something where he's just gra- out grappling him, and I don't know what kind of shape Roy Val's in. I imagine he's in still pretty good shape. It, the fight wasn't all that long ago, 
and yeah. he seems like a guy who is just like a cardio monster. So I can't imagine, especially at training in Denver, right? I think yeah. he's with Team Elevation, and this is, um, I think, Mexico City's two thousand feet higher than yep. Denver in yep. Colorado. So um, yeah, I, I've never been to Mexico City, but I've heard walking up one flight of stairs is uh, that's enough to have you wind it for a couple hours. So um, and these are two cardio machines. So yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be a good scrap for sure. I just, you know, I kind of don't, don't know which Brandon is going to pull away. I, I, again, it has to be Moreno, but it, Roy Val isn't, you know, you like how there's not a fight above 155 on this card. Um, yeah. Wow. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't want any of those heavy pigs fighting at elevation. That's literally the only yeah, reason remember, why they did that. Remember Kane Velasquez back in the day yep. was like, Oh, I'm cardio Kane. I don't need to, to train in elevation for Bercio Berdum is like, I'm, I'm going to go to Mexico city a little bit ahead, a couple months ahead of time. And then yep. he's in the he's third round and puffing through that second and third round. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, so, you know, that's definitely not, not something to fuck with, you know, I know, but some of these guys on this car do train in elevation. So, um, we'll see, we'll see how that uh, plays a factor. I, I just noticed that when you said that, it's yep. kind of crazy. How about Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, I think this – I'm trying to figure out the odds from the last time, but they don't have it readily. I thought Yair was like – I thought it was like a flip. I thought Yair was like plus one. It was flipped. 40. I think you're right. Yeah, so Ortega no, was minus. minus 200 by the time the fight went down to a plus 170, uh, minus 174. And then you could get uh, Yair at plus 130 and 170. So it's completely flipped now. Yair Rodriguez is a minus 175 favorite to Brian Ortega's – Ooh, I just completely lost my whole screen. That's awesome. But now I have it back. Hell yeah. Uh, plus, no, it's actually not that bad. It's a minus 150, 145 to Brian Ortega's plus 125, 140. Did the last time out, Ty, change your mind on this? Because I know the last time I think we both had Ortega, and I think we might have had submission. Uh, I just I, – I wonder if – uh, from your standpoint, if it's, this has changed your mind last time, I think Yair did well off of his back, but again, he was on his back last time, and he really Yair is another guy in the same way that you talk about Roy Val. He does get taken down, man, and he's able to you know fight back off his back, and he's able to get back up. But it, it still, it's that that's never a place you want to be. I don't care how good you are, and we we talk about it all the time. At this high level, you don't want to be on your back hoping and praying to pull off these prayer submissions, especially against a guy like Ortega, who, you know, is, is a good jujitsu guy. Are we going to, are we going to count on the fact that that's going to happen again? Um, just off the top of your head, when's the last time Brian Ortega, do you think got a submission victory? Oh boy. Probably 2018, 19, 2017 against the ghost of Cub Swanson. Jesus. Christ. Um, so it's kind of crazy. It's been oh, that right, long. He killed Frankie Edgar after that. I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah, you put him the, that uppercut from hell. Um, the shoulder injury is definitely a concern. Mm -hmm. uh, coming back off, that means, you know, is it ever the same? Who knows? He's 33. He's getting older. He's taken so much damage in his short career. Uh, I think, what, just 11, 11 fights in UFC, which is much more than I, than I thought. I feel like watching him fight uh, Tiago Tavares, I don't even remember that, 2015. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's... I don't remember that at all. His first like couple fights in the UFC went to the third round, and he was finishing all of them. Uh, Nato Moicano, I do remember that Diego one. Brandel, yeah. Sometimes seeing these guys, you know, back in 2015, you're like, damn, dude, you, you, like these guys were in the UFC before Conor and Ronda Rousey blew up. Like, I, yeah, 
it just seems so weird. I, you know, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. But really, I've been watching this shit for a long time. That's why I'm like starting to realize. Like, I keep thinking I'm like a like um like a newer fan in the game, but like I really yeah. like I've been hardcore watching this for over half a decade. So like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of earned my stripes somebody, by now. Yeah, <laughs> like, when I talk to somebody and they don't even know who like Kane Velasquez is, it's like, oh okay, now I uh, now I know I'm not just some fucking new casual dumbass, but <laughs> yeah. um. Yeah, back to Ortega's striking defense, man. I think it's 6.66 strikes land, strikes absorbed per minute. That's not good. He's, he's just, he kind of has always been a punching bag, right? I mean, the Volkanovsky fight, 214 strikes landed. Holloway, 290. Literally, Max Holloway was teaching him striking defense midway through the fight, like saying, yo, keep your hands up like this. <laughs> that was the craziest, craziest thing. I feel like I've never seen that. Yep. Somebody giving their so opponent tips because they feel so fucking bad. Um, Disrespectful, but also kind of respectful in a, in a anyway. weird way. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think Yair is going to land more. Things he's much quicker. I do think Ortega has more power, but uh, also I'll say Yair's takedown defense. I want to say was looking pretty good in that first fight, at least the, the little bit that we saw. And yeah, the, the long layoff. I don't know how Ortega bounces back. Hasn't won, won by sub in a long time. Kind of a puncher bag. When when, when is his durability going to go? I think it's gonna. We're gonna see it get chipped away here. We're gonna see a big performance from Yair Rodriguez. Um, I'm gonna go Yair Rodriguez money line. I kind of want to take him by finish, but I think there's gonna be some parts of this fight that are, uh, you know, a grind him out affair, kind of like against the cage or on the ground or something. Um, I do. I, I really do want to take him by finish, but I like the money line. I think that's that's pretty solid. I think it's. I think he he honestly should be a bigger favorite in this spot, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go P- Pantera. By uh, just money line, and um, he's going to try to get that that grudge match with uh, Ilya Taporia, and then and then you know who we're betting in that spot. Yeah, you're all the all the way. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, I said that to you because I knew that shit was going to piss you off. You are the number one Taporia <laughs> stand in the uh, in the area now. So now I, I think the what changes my mind in in the sense of your bet is that it's a five round fight, and that I think. Yair is going to have the advantage because, I, th- I mean, I don't know where Ortega's been training, but I know Yair's been in Mexico this entire time probably, f- training at the top of a pyramid or something like that. I, you know, he's always doing yeah. some wild age, ancient shit to get himself ready for these fights. But I, I, I've, like, I don't know. I just, the last fight, I felt like, I I don't know. Like, the, the layoff, I, I thought we were... How did we feel leaving that fight? Did we feel like we got screwed? Because I felt like we felt like we got screwed. I but, think so. But, I think so. But also looking back on it, maybe we, we might have got lucky. That's what know? I'm also thinking yeah. too. Like because it, it thinks like you know, although he did get hurt and it was freaky, he also did put himself in a nasty position. And if he's just gonna hope that he's gonna be able to out grapple Yair and just be able to have his way with him on the ground, I don't necessarily know if that is a lock to happen. Ortega is now 33 years old, you know, and like you said, he's been out since that fight. That, that was last, what, summer or two summers ago. So that was, it was ju- July of, of, of fucking 2022. So, yeah, I'm going Yair inside the distance, and I think that this is probably the beginning of the end, if it hasn't been the beginning of the end, for Mr. Ortega's uh, little, I'm, you know, run or whatnot. So I'm telling you, I'm telling, I'm switching up and going inside the distance as well. Plus, I, I did not know it was five rounds. Yeah, um, I don't think a sub will happen, but maybe if Ortega's, you know, 
cooked. You never know. It, it just happens. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was just laughing because um, uh, this is Yair. Yair trains at VFS Academy in Illinois with a guy named Kevin Novacek, and his nickname is Give Me Your Lunch Money. <laughs> I think that's so good. <laughs> his nickname is Give Me Your Lunch Money. He actually is fighting uh, January, February, March, April 7th on Anthony Pettis FC10. Can't believe we've arrived at 10. He's fighting wow. for the belt at 185 against Glaco Franca, the, the belt tour fella. Um, so that's cool. That's yeah. happening. It's wild to see that that's still happening. That that's still that'll thing. be on. <laughs> that'll be in the Hammond Civic Center in Hammond, Indiana, wherever that is. So, uh, one fun fact: when I was in Ireland, I was telling people I worked for Anthony Pettis's uh, uh, Anthony Pettis FC, and I was here in Ireland scouting MMA talent, and they all they all ate that shit up. I was like, yeah, you know, um, come see my boy. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, what's he do? What's his uh, What's his specialty? His name's Kiefer Crosby. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, we don't. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I'm good. I already know him. Kellen um, Lokerin. The yeah. Don. You're like, nah, I don't like him what's, either. What's the what's the chick's name that just made her debut? Sh- uh Shauna Bannon? Yeah. Come see Shauna Bannon. She I'm good, bro. Yeah. Alright. But yeah, I got Yair inside the distance. Uh I, I like it. I, again, you you told me it was five rounds. I did not know. I don't know anything anymore. No. But, um, well, you wouldn't yeah, expect yeah. a co-main. I thought the same thing. I was like, well, let me see what the – because I remember them when they announced it. I was like, I remember being excited about it. And I wouldn't have been ex- that too excited about it if it wasn't a five-round fight because yeah. I do feel like when you get to the, the upper level of these divisions, they all should be five rounds, especially if your next fight could be for the title. I think you should be basically preparing yeah. as yeah. if you're fighting for the title. Yeah, for sure. So we got Daniel Zellhuber, the the former – you know, the, the golden boy. He's the – Ryan Garcia Oscar De La Hoya hybrid that they have created in a lab somewhere down in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> he is fighting Francisco Prado, who I was a fan of until he got eliminated by Jamie Malarkey. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't get eliminated. He, but he just was up against it against Jamie Malarkey, and then he came out and destroyed Otman Azaitar. So smoked him. He absolutely smoked him. So uh, I. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't really know what if I have a bet here because Zell Huber is a minus 275 favorite here to Francisco Prado's plus 230. I'd love to take Prado in a dog spot here, but I think Zell Huber, after experiencing that first loss, has kind of looked real good. Although it be against, you know, Lando Venata and Christos Gallegos. I, I'm not saying that's the greatest level of competition, but. I just don't know if I really have a read here to kind of like waste money on one one side or the other. I just. I don't know. Yeah, I did like Zell Huber's sub against Christos Yagos. Um, the Anaconda choke was nasty. It was yeah. tight. Not something I expected from him. His takedown defense is so good that if he can add that part to his offensive game, grappling and wrestling and whatnot, that'll help him a lot. I, mean, I, I do like his striking. I mean, he's he's big. He's long, powerful. He's got some, like I said, sneaky subs, but he's very hittable. And, um, you know... Was almost five strikes, uh, significant strikes absorbed per minute for a guy who hasn't really, you know, fought that many great fighters. Uh, Trey Ogden was kind of piecing him up a little bit. Um, I believe Almeida and Christos Yagos hurt him or rocked him at least a little bit. So he has a good chin. He has some good recoverability, but still, in general, you know, I know he's a young fighter, but uh, kind of that tall man defense, kind of that just hittableness, if that's even a word. Um, I don't love that. And Prado has heavy hands, man. He, he, he might be early K or bust. That's my problem. The yeah. Argentine, the Argentinian Drew Dober, if you will. Um, they kind of look like each other, built the same. Mm-hmm. He's just not a round winner, really. I mean, he's got 
really good ground and pound. His striking's good. It's not great, but it's good. But, you know, ground and pound is such a big part of his game. He has, He's just nasty down there, relentless. But is he going to get it there? I, I have it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I have a really hard time believing that. If he tries to get Zell Huber down, he might get choked out. So, um, uh, yeah, I think Zell Huber's the rightful favorite here. I, I've been burned before, right? When we, I think we both might have taken him against Trey Ogden. For sure. He just, he just laid an egg. It, it, it happens sometimes. Who lost to, um, who lost to Mara Romero Barrera, Barrera, Romero Barrella? I forget who. <laughs> I think it was Tyler Santos, I think. In her debut, she just completely laid an egg. It was either her or Lemos, I think. And um, we were like, damn, that, that she stinks. But it, it just comes, sometimes happens in your debut. Uh, Zell Huber by sub is plus 500. That's not a bad number. Decision plus 175. TKO plus 200. Um, this dog just scratches himself. I was like, uh, I was saying, are you like, you have like a thick ass beard, dude? Like, you got no, you're... no, that's <laughs> guy, it's guy definitely is not. itchy down there, dude. Definitely not. Um, I think Zell Huber to sit. No, I, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bet anything. I would go by Zell Huber by like a finish. I think a sub is definitely live. Maybe I take that in my personal life, but uh, officially, I do not have a play. I, I'm working on plays. I don't have any yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. Well, I do. <laughs> I'm taking Prado inside the distance plus four hundred. Wow. Things are rocking with something. Find him early. Yeah, or, I, I just love. It's gonna have to be early. Yeah. Well, it, it's exactly. He's. You you have I have seven minutes for this to happen basically is what the way I look at it. He's finished every single fight, uh, of, of other than the last one or the Malarkey one, inside the distance in under seven and a half minutes. So if it happen, it has to happen before then. And I just like you said, I just don't like Zell Huber's defense. So I mean, I mean, maybe he could. When I think if I was going to bet Zell Huber, it would be a decision sort of bet where he just keeps him on the outside and he. You know, like maybe he does finish him, but I feel like that Zell Huber plus one ninety is a good sort of bet too. But uh, I'm just gonna go bet the other side. I, I don't feel really good about it though. I, I reserve I like the right it. to go back by the end of this podcast and cancel that bet. So yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. There you go. There, there's your reason to stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Raul Rosas Jr. getting in there. Uh, I think he is coming off of a first destruction. round destruction of Terrence Mitchell. Ruined my bet last time. I think I had him sub, and of course he wants to go out and show that he has hands. You could tell right from the beginning of the fight that he wanted to prove that he is, you know, that he has hands and that he's elite. He's still 19 years old. Unbelievable. He's fighting Ricky Tercios. Ultimate fighter, Ricky Tercios. Pretty Ricky. Have some respect. Put it on his name when you yeah. talk about him. He's coming off of a split decision victory over Kevin Not the Dodd. So. Uh, that's not exactly a uh, great sign coming into this one, but Rosas yeah, is only a minus two twenty five to two fifty favorite compared to Ricky Tercios is plus one eighty five plus two hundred. I think I know where you're going to go, so I'll let you lead this off. But I don't think just to say I don't think I really have a bet here. I just don't know how this is going to play out. I mean, Ricky Tercios probably should get subbed, but he's never been subbed before, and I think his. Uh, striking defense will be good enough against a guy of the level of uh, Raul Rosas. So I think I imagine this is probably a sort of uh, decision or submission sort of bet for uh, Raul Rosas Jr. Yeah, I'm gonna go real quick. Just just gonna lead off my pick. I'm gonna sure. go. Um, 
I'm going to go Rosa's decision. I was going to go sub, but yeah. I, I think sometimes he struggles to get that sub. I think Tercios can can stave him off a little bit. I mean, I think Tercios stinks. I am not oh, a we fan know. whatsoever of Pretty Ricky. I mean, you know, getting dropped by Kevin Natividad and taken down seven times, you know, absolute red flag. Getting out just to sh- smoked. I'm not smoked, but outpaced, outvolumed, outstruck by Eamon Zahabi for three rounds. Um, barely beating Brady High Stand. Losing to Boston Salmon, your boy. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it with him. I mean, he's he um, even back on all, all of his losses have been pretty bad. Mana Martinez, where he got just absolutely run through at Fury FC. Um, I just low fight IQ. I think he's like a wild scrambler, but he puts himself in the bad spots. Strength schedule isn't good. Inconsistent performer. I don't even think when he's on, he's that good. So, yeah, I got Rosas to bounce back here, or he uh, to get a, a big win here after getting a bounce back win from a tough L. So he's kind of been there, been through it a little bit. Still, like you said, still 19. I think it's a good matchup for him here though. Uh, he just needs to not go hundred miles per hour out of the gate. Just take it easy a little bit, settle in. Um, and he should definitely establish his dominance. I, again, I want to take the sub, but uh, maybe you can sway me in a different direction here. I'm not sure what I should. Uh, no, I think that's a good bet. I just think like you, like, you kind of said, like, Ricky Tercius is kind of a scrambler sort of thing, and it's possible that he puts himself in a bad position, but there's a reason that he hasn't been subbed before. I think he, that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of his strong suit, and in a lot of his fights, he's trying to take people down, get their back, in a similar way to Raul Rosas, to a lesser level. So, I, I think he'll be able to defend himself well enough, and for the most part, Ricky Tercius is a decision fighter. Other than that yeah. TKO, he's only got four finishes, Eight decision wins, two decision losses. So a majority of his Trash. fights have gone to decision. So I imagine that this fight's probably going to be a lot of the same. I have no bet, but I, I agree with uh, what you're taking here. So Let's get it. How about Yasmin Yorgi? Your Yasmin really let us down the last time out. Uh, yeah. that, that fucking yes, hurt. That was, uh, I believe that was the night of the Moreno fight, right? The Volkanovski, uh, Volkan- Rodriguez, yeah, yeah. and uh, Moreno uh, Pantoja was before that. And that. That was uh, DDP and Robert Whitaker, Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner. That was a great night of fights. Val Woodburn got yeah. eliminated by Bo Nickel. That was crazy. <laughs> but Denise Gomes put Yurgi into the shadow realm and made, made her think about whether she's in the right uh, line of work. This, <laughs> this fight, it's not going to be the same situation. The Sam Hughes is not going to be making her question whether she's in the right line of work. Plus yeah. 440 for Sam Hughes, Yasmin Yurgi, minus 600, 575. I guess the only conversation here, I know you're a big Sam Hughes fan, but I can't imagine even you would have a Sam Hughes bet here. Yurgi is a plus 200 on the TKO line. Submission is plus 1,000. Inside the distance is plus 165, Ty. Do you think that she gets her out of here is the question. I guess that's the only question that really can be uh, announced here or answered. Yeah, yeah, I think she does. Um, I do too. Sam Hughes has been finished only twice. Um, one, Tisha Torres, Dr. Doctor Stoppage, and then Vanessa Demopoulos and LFA for the title fight. Trying on her. Uh, I don't know if Yasmin's going to submit her, but yeah, maybe she could. I just think she's so much better than her. No submissions um, on the record, by the way. Yeah, powerful striker. Not many in this weight class have the power that she has. Uh, you know, Denise Gomez might be the only one of the only other ones. Um I just don't know how she loses this, like, at all. You know, Sam Hughes is pretty tough. She's won three of her last four. She's gritty. She's, you know, she can break you late if you if you fuck around. Um, 
but man, she got dominated by Pierre Rodriguez. And that's just, it's not, it's not good. Um, she got the win over Estella Nunes, but could have, could have saw where she lost that. Luna, Luana Pinera knocked her down. If Luana Pinera is knocking you down, uh, <laughs> Yasmin Yurgi is going to fucking smoke you. And I think Luana hits hard. She just doesn't really have great striking. You know, she kind of yeah. just throws shit together. Luma Luke Bunami was able to control her easily. And Tisha Torres, again, uh, I forget how long it was an elbow or not, but she fucking smoked her eye. And, uh, yeah, I think the same, same thing's going to happen. The Sam, pay, the Sam thing is going to happen, if you will. Yeah, I got Yasmin by TKO. Um, big bounce back spot for her to get it to get a dub and right her wrongs of the of the past. I am going to tail that. That is my pick as well. Plus two thirty. That is just too big of a line for a girl in Sam, Sam Hughes who doesn't. I mean, I imagine she's going to try and probably push the wrestling, but I don't think she's going to really have a ton of success in that department. And, you know, again, this is this fight's happening at elevation, so I'm not really leaning towards any grapplers, to be honest. I think that that's going to take a lot more energy than the striking element of it. That's just my, you know, from watching all of this mixed martial arts, uh, you know, over these last five-plus years, six-plus years, that's just what I believe. So I'm going to go TKO plus 230, and we keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. How about where are we at? Manuel Torres. Chris Duncan. Wow, Chris Duncan getting back into the problem. The last time we saw the problem, he was knocking that Ash Moose guy. Uh, you know, yeah. he, was, he was hitting him pretty hard. It was a decision, though. Uh, what was the one? Was Charlie Campbell is the, that contender Charlie series Campbell. one. That was wild. He was, Yeah, he killed him, and then he just said, I'm <laughs> yeah. not dead yet. Call the ambulance, but not for me. And then he came back and just eliminated him. Manuel Torres, El Loco. Last time we saw him, he uh, eliminated Nicholas Moda. Uh, what was that last Elbow. summer? Elbow, yeah. What was, Elbow. What, what was the uh, fights that night? Vittori Cannoneer. That's probably why I don't really Very recall it all yeah. that much. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I was at, I was at a local watering hole uh, that night. So <laughs> shout out. Uh, I was so excited. I so I get so excited for the random fight nights, and then I'm just out at the bar watching them by myself. I'm like, ah, uh, you know, like <laughs> my friends are around. They're like, oh, what are you doing, dude? Why do you care so much? I'm like, shut up. Yeah, you loser. Like, shut up. Shot. Yeah, shut up, dude. All right, Vittori Cannoneer <laughs> are about to fight. But uh, so odds wise here, let me see. We got Chris Duncan. Got Miller Light, dude. Come on. Yeah, Chris Duncan plus one sixty five. Manuel Torres minus two hundred one ninety. Uh, I I kind of like uh, Chris Duncan in a underdog sort of spot, but I don't know if I really have the sack to bet something like that. I do. I do. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take. Uh, That's all I need to hear. Miss- honestly, I need to be pushed <laughs> in the direction of that every every once in a while. Yeah. It's going to be tough. The first, like, five, seven minutes are going to be very, very tough. I mean, Chris Duncan likes to get hit. He's been dropped and hurt many times. And Manuel Torres swings. Fuck, he swings from the bleachers, man. He does not give up. When he fought that dude, Colton England, on the um, on the Contender Series, he was just trying to knock his block off. And then he did. One punched him. And, uh, you know, Frank Camacho, Nicholas Moda, two very low-level fighters. Yeah. Chris Duncan's a big a big step up. Chris Duncan recently um, has been has been using some wrestling. Five takedowns against Morales, yeah. two against Ashmoo. Just just mixing that in to his overall game, I like it. Uh, I think he's a little slow, he's a little plotty, and he's willing to go to war. So it's kind of not the best combination, especially for Torres, who is a powerful striker. But again, Manuel Torres, if you look at him on his regional scene, I mean, what, he's been subbed twice. I think both in the first round. He'll hook in a minute and a knee bar in a, in a minute and a half. And the guy who he'll hook him, Mahatma Garcia, was 9-8-1 at the time. Now he's 13-10-1. Sure, that guy's this guy probably has amazing jujitsu, but like 
you know, it, it just shows me this guy's uh, grappling and wrestling defense is just not great. You know, again, he's kind of gotten some good matchmaking three in a row against three just not good fighters, guys who don't have good shins, who have been knocked out before. And before that, he wasn't fighting anybody good in the regional scene. So I do like him, El Loco. I think, you know, he fucking cracks hard, has that has that Mexican fighting spirit. But I kind of like Chris Duncan here, man. I think he he has good striking. Um, he's kind of like a meathead brawler, but he can mix in takedowns. He seems to be pretty durable for somebody who gets cracked and, and, and hit a lot, you know. Um, he doesn't just fold like, like uh, who's our boy? Uh, Andre Fialo, you know. So I, I kind of like Chris Duncan here. Again, it's, it's going to be a couple minutes of hell for sure early, in the, early on in the first. Yeah, first, I could see uh, him doing the chicken dance at some point. Yeah, but, you know, get back up and uh, listen, he got rocked by Campbell. The fight was almost over and he got up and fucking put Campbell out bad. Yeah. So – He's been here. He's he's been there before. He hits hard um, himself too. So he hits hard himself again. He's a little slow, but they both have similar size, similar reach. I'm gonna go in Chris Duncan money line. I think he might be able to get this done by decision. You know, I think maybe he just uses his takedowns. Uh, maybe he's getting rocked and and or losing around or uh, the big moments are from Torres, but he can kind of go back to that wrestling, the, those low kicks, something. I'm going Chris Duncan money line. I think the dogs are barking here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm taking Chris Duncan Moneyline as well. I think the last couple of fights you saw him use all elements of the game. You know, like like you said, like he's mixing that wrestling in. He's not primarily a wrestler, but he showed that he's able to mix that in when necessary. And I love it. The striking's there as well. So, uh, and the man has a good camp. You know, I, I just I believe in him. He's training that American Top Team. It says so. Uh, I, I'm gonna go Chris Duncan Moneyline plus one sixty five. And that is the main card, ladies and gentlemen. We will keep it moving now. On to the prelims. Uh, I wish I had some dramatic music to play right there that I could put into <laughs> the, pre- da, da, da. the prelims. Christian Quinones. Hayoni Ra- Ra- Barcelos. I always fuck that up because that the, those these Brazilians R. have those silent R's in here that just kind of mess me up. And I'm looking at a bunch of different things at the same time here. He just lost to Kyler Phillips, but it was a decision. Man, this guy is not Umar right before that he gets eliminated by. So not exactly the greatest uh, matchmaking. But before that, he lost to Victor Henry, Timur Valiev, who's in and out of the UFC. So, I mean, he's fought every Nurmagomedov that can possibly uh, be, you know, it's within his relative weight class. Quinones, when was the last time we saw him out there? It was a uh, – What's his name? Oh, um, Kong? Yeah. He got he, sub. Yeah, I, I had um, Mr. Perfect. Is that his nickname right? I had Mr. Perfect by sub, and he fucking – it, it didn't look good. That's right. He, dro- he, he dropped him, and then he fucking – That's the same night the as the, the Tory Cannoneer fight. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Same night as Dennis Bondar, who was also on this card. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot <laughs> he even existed, but – uh, let's see what the odds are here. Uh, we got Barcelos is a minus one seventy five favorite, one sixty five to Christian Quinones is plus one forty five, one fifty. Do you like anything here, Ty? I don't know. I right away, I just this was kind of like a stay away sort of spot for me. Yeah, I'm gonna take Quinones money line. I, I'm not too confident because I don't, I, don't, I still don't know what we have with him. But he trains at elevation. Love that. He's got a good striking pace, and uh, I think he's just kind of on the ascent. And Barcelos is on the descent. Yeah. Um, I hope those are both words. Um, Barcelos has lost four of his last five. I mean, he got smoked by Henry when he was a big favorite. 
Um, I think the Hyoni of old runs through him, but again, man, he's just declined. He's 36. He's taken some damage. He's been in some tough fights. He's been, you know, hurt badly and knocked out badly. Again, he's just on the decline. Quinones is getting better. Um, I, I don't know exactly what we have from him. I, I think, you know, he can be hit a little bit. His fight on the Contender Series a couple years ago wasn't great. I know he got uh, the decision and he dropped uh, Zhao Long, but he was getting pieced up a little bit. Um, Khalid Taha, not a you know great opponent. And then Kung Ho Kong, he got subbed, but I think that was a bad matchup. I just think he's making some improvements. Again, training at elevation, I think, is, is huge. And Barcelos is somebody that we've seen just tire, wear down easily, and get hurt. I mean, his strike, his takedown defense is good, but his takedown accuracy not great, right? He has he has some good subs, but remember he wasn't able to put out Trevor Jones uh, or Khalid Taha, who yeah. Christian Quinone has smoked. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I think I might tail. I, I I could be completely off here. It could be just kind of like a let's see if this young kid is ready. Maybe he's not. Maybe Quinones just isn't that good, kind of like his his brother, but. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him. I think he's going to get it done. Maybe uh, pull out a split decision victory. I got Christian Quinones, uh money line. Yeah, because now I'm starting to remember that I, last time I saw Barcelos out there, uh, the last couple of times I was thinking, man, he might just be cooked. And Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, and, you know, that Umar just eliminating him, I, I you know, that's – and he couldn't get Trevin Jones. You, you basically said everything that I kind of agreed with, so that's that's not uh, good when, you know, that, I, that's all I needed to hear. Quinones, Moneyline, plus 155. I think we're both taking that. Let's go. Dog, back-to-back dogs. You know what? You you hit it big last week, so I'll probably tail all the bets this week that you'll lose. <laughs> and I'll, like, I'll just be idiot. farther in the hole, and it'll just get oh, yeah. it'll just get worse and worse and worse. So, well, that, listen, if you were just taking Saporio by knockout, we'd be up. Yeah, I would have been together, up last week, you know? and we both would be in good shape. Yep. I'm that, just saying. That's how it goes, though. And if, if well, fucking, if Alamos would have just got Mackenzie Dern out of there, <laughs> I probably would have been positive last week, too. So. Uh, that's just how the game goes. They're close to positive. I, I did not do good last week, but how about it? Jesus Aguilar. Me, who is this? Medus Medonka. Medonka? Medonka. It's a guy that got Boca. absolutely shelled by Boca. Nate Maness. Oh, that's right. Wow. He like rolled for the oh, uh, the heel hook or the leg lock, and he left his face completely, completely open. He just got fucking smashed, if I remember correctly. Jesus Aguilar killed Shannon Ross. That's right. Yeah, first career knockout. <laughs> he lost. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a sub guy. He's all subs, and he just knocks out yeah, Shannon Ross. Like Shannon five Ross foot one should not be uh, you know fighting anymore. He's four straight losses for Shannon Ross. They were just feeding him all by everybody. knockout. <laughs> they were just feeding him to people, and he's like, "Oh no, I have my appendix." It's like, "Nah, man, I don't know if that's exactly what the, the yeah, problem was." Yeah, let's let's call that. Uh, Aguilar is a plus one ten underdog. To Metus's minus one twenty five, one thirty. This time, I really don't have a play, and I don't. I don't think you can convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I do either. Uh, the problem with Medonza, I think he's like, you know, he's, he's skilled Muay Thai striker. He's got a high level black belt. I think he's got a. Uh, I think he's been. I think he's won multiple championships somewhere. Uh, you know, he's bigger. He's much lighter. I think he's got nine inch reach reach advantage here. Like. Athletic, powerful. He's got a lot of things that you like, but yeah. he's just not not very smart. He's he's kind of like a typical shoot the box guy. He's only twenty five, which is good. I just you know if he keeps taking L's, he's not going to be in the UFC much longer. Uh, 
Basra, MS, two kind of tough, tough guys to start your career out against. And I think they're giving them kind of not a layup at all uh, in Aguilar, but somebody that I think fits kind of right into what he wants to do. And I think he just has the advantages everywhere. I mean, Aguilar is pretty much take down guillotine or bust. And he does have a really good guillotine, but is he going to pull that off against Matus here? I really doubt it. Training with Diego Lima and all those guys, that's just not going to happen. Now, if he's tired, you can probably take his neck you know, later in the fight, but I don't know, man. Unless Matus gasses badly, which again, could happen, I don't think Aguilar gets it done here. I don't really know how he gets it done. I think he's uh, Matus has him covered pretty much everywhere. I'm going to go Matus Madonsa inside the distance. Wow. Uh, he's going to get a big, a big, his first UFC win, a big bounce back dub. Uh, he's only minus 120, but that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think Matus gets it done inside the distance, plus 150. Inside the distance. Let me see if I can get you a good number here. See what, what the old bestfightodds.com has for you uh, available. See what inside we have, the dude. distance, plus 150. You're right. So that's the best, that's the best we can do. Bullshit. I, I agree. I think that's bullshit as well. How about Edgar Chavez? How many times are we going to talk about this fight? Edgar <laughs> Chavez, Daniel Lacerda. This could be the end. This is the end for Daniel Lacerda. It could be the end for both. I hope it's the end for Daniel Lacerda. I'm tired. I know that's your boy, I'm but not. I am so sick of talking about him. This bomb. <laughs> they keep missing weight. They all stink. Lacerda is a plus 400 <laughs> underdog here. To Chavez is minus 550, 470, 350. It's kind of all over the place. I think I like Chara's TKO, and that's around plus 130-ish, I believe. Where, where was I getting this at? Plus 150 is what you can get at that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they make it. Hopefully they can make it to the Octagon. Maybe they both step in it, and maybe they fight. We'll see. But. Better have a good rep on this it. one, too. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want Jason Herzog in that fucking in that round. I want Mark Smith in there. Um, where is this? Yeah, I'm going Daniel De, Sil- De Silva Lacerda inside the distance plus four fifty. We're doing it. Ride until we die, and we might die, but we're we're going. We're going. We need to get this done. He he's let me down multiple times. Doesn't have a UFC win. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> he he has. Listen, he has a lot of good. There's a lot of good in his game, right? I mean, dude, he was he was beating the shit out of uh, Altamirado, and honestly, and that parts and and knocked down CJ Vergara twice, and then you know it went down the hill. He's got to get this one. Edgar Chavez is not that good. I mean, you know, most of his wins are by finish, right? Yeah, all of his wins are by finish. Um, so. Point fighting yourself to a win is not how Daniel Lacerda is going to get this done. He doesn't care, man. He's going to go all out, balls to the wall, and Muay Thai, the striking, uh, the kicking game that he has, he slick submissions. <laughs> he's just not that smart. He's kind of like uh, very Terrence McKinney-esque. I think he got sick. Well, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off, but what was the what was the situation that they they stopped it early last time? Was it a, a submission he that he had? Tab. Yeah, I don't think he tapped, but they said he did. Okay, so I can't take TKO. It's just going to probably yeah. happen again. Yeah, I got Lacerda inside the distance. That's all I got to say. I'm not betting. I want nothing. <laughs> In my private life, miss, I might take They both missed weight. Yeah, so like, that's good. I'm staying away from this filth box. I don't want anything to do with this. This is disgusting. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> he can't go 0-5. We can't. He can. He definitely can. I just, I'm hoping for your sake that he doesn't. <laughs> or 0-5-1, I should say. 
Uh, talk about disgusting. How about Claudio Puelas is getting back in there, the knee bar oh, specialist. On. Oh, come on. Don't you come on me, buddy. He just got body kicked into hell. I'm not going to come on That's you. Tw- well, if, hey, if, if I ask you too nicely, you might. Uh, Dan Hooker. <laughs> This is the last time he was in there, 2022. That seems like a I mean, it was brutal a fight for him, man. Yeah. So what what has held him out? He just kind of never got a fight again, it seems. For, uh, and yeah. the it Smile Killer. I didn't know that was his nickname for <laughs> Zaim. The He's, Smile Killer yeah. against the Prince of Peru. There we go. So Zaim got in there against Jai Herbert. I, I believe that was the French card or no. No, it wasn't. It was the England card. I knew it was an overseas Close. card. But... Uh, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, Rinko smacked Molly, Molly McCann around. Remember that? Z- yeah, Zaim has looked pretty good in some of these fights. I know he's got the loss to Terrence McKinney, but I, I don't know. I, this might be another one where I just stay away from because Puelas is not uh, – like you just never know. He, he could pull out some yeah. submission out of nowhere that you're not expecting. I guess I'd like to see what his submission number is. Plus 360. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm and- getting convinced. I can't do it. Now, I will say, Ferez has been subbed three times in his career. Yep. Right? McKinney in the first, Halshan Wu in the first, and Vigsan Magomedov in the first. You got Uh, an Asian fella, a Russian fella, and an American fella. Everybody's subbing him. Um, God, you see this Vigsan guy? uh, Click his name. Jesus. He's a scary (laughs) looking Yeah. The, the, his nickname is the Khan of Gudermis. An Amish-looking Russian dude. That's that's the first time I've seen that. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with him. That's no. for sure. Uh, he's coming off a win in his last couple of fights. He's there on a win go. streak, dude. Don't don't sleep on him. I'll get him in the UFC um, soon. <laughs> if he can fight. Um, that's whatever Damian Lapalus does for as Ziam. Um, we cashed out. Well, I don't know if we had him against Figlak, but he was a big underdog against Figlak. Uh, I do like his technical kickboxing. He has evasive defense. It's just, you know, kind of low volume, kind of boring sometimes. Offensively, he's very similar to other French fighters, like Charrier, Morgan Charrier, kind of like very similar. Uh, who's the other? Uh, Taylor Lapalus, too. His takedown defense is improving, something he's got to work on for sure. Um, but again, he has been subbed multiple times in that first round, and Puelas is just the one-dimensional submission grappler looking for the leg locks. Um, there was one fight I, was, I saw recently where he was fighting, who was it? Felipe Silva. Um, and he was getting his ass beat for like that whole fight. Yeah. And he pulled out a knee bar in the third round. So uh, getting knocked out by Martin Bravo, not great. No. I will say that. Not not a good look, but. <clears throat> that was a different Martin Bravo, though. That was also a different Claudio Puelas. That was in 2016. Yeah. That was what? a long time ago. How did that even happen? Um, <laughs> I'm not taking anything here. I, I, you know, I want to I wanna fade Puelas, but I also kind of want to take him by sub because he. Yeah, you know, it just seems like a decent matchup. If he gets his chance, which I think is, is going to be a bit of an opening, he will capitalize. But maybe Zion, again, Zion's a much quicker, much longer, much much bigger, uh, very very evasive. I like how he just gets up, gets out of the way. Yeah, uh, he trains with some good guys at Kill. Is he at Killcliffe? Yeah, I think he gets it done here by decision. Probably, probably not like a great fight. This might be a snoozer, but um, yeah, I, I kind of want to take that shot, but. I do not like Claudio Puelas at all. I, I, I'm not going to bet on him. Yeah, I really would like to too, but I think I could. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. <laughs> Why not? Got to take something, man. Yeah, I mean, I only have one, two, three, four, five, six bets. Come on. <laughs> That's fucking rookie numbers. You got to pump them numbers up. Yeah, we need 10. Give me submission plus 360 for Claudio Puelas. 
I hate the way he fights. I hate, honestly, hate everything about Claudio Puelas, but we're here to make money. We're not here to make friends. We're here to make money. Shout out to CM Phil Brooks, punk. So let's keep it moving. Yeah, you didn't think you'd get a CM Punk reference in this podcast, but yeah, we got one. Uh, Luis Rodriguez, Dennis Bondar. What do we have odds-wise here? This is a disgusting fight. Oh, this is right down the middle. Luis Rodriguez, minus 118, 111. You can get Bondar at plus 105, but he is in in the minus at 102, 109 on some books. Luis Rodriguez, I believe, is making his UFC debut, coming from Lux Fight League. yeah. Yeah, he fought in the Contender Series a couple of years ago against Jerome Rivera and lost. Uh, controversial decision. Went back and rewatched it. I, I didn't think he won. Uh, I don't think he won, Rodriguez. I, I actually, I, yeah, Ronaldo Rodriguez. I, you know, he's pretty durable. I feel like he's kind of paid his dues on the regional scene. Like he's been around for a while, but he hasn't really fought anybody. Like all, all these guys are not really good. He kind of went life and death with this guy Victor Marino. Just like less than two years ago, who was six and three, and at the time was five and one, five and zero. Oh. Like that guy's not very good. Uh, went against again losing to Jerome Rivera. Not, I mean, Jerome Rivera's lost three in a row, four in a row. Yeah, I mean, that guy doesn't want to fight. Si- he hasn't won a fight since yep. the Ronaldo Rodriguez fight. And uh, yeah, he's just been in, you know going the distance with these guys and getting splits with these guys. I don't know much about him, Rodriguez. I think. I think he's mainly a um, like a boxer. I think he's mainly he's got some pretty good hands and some subs, but low volume, missed weight at bantamweight twice. Now he's dropping down. Uh, I just don't know how to feel about him in general. Now Bondar is kind of the same way. Like he's a, he's a bit of he, he's been like snake bit in his career. The the Gordon fluke slam injury, uh, the Hernandez headbutt into like ten elbows when he was unconscious. Yeah, um, that was bad. That was bad. Um, he has some power. He has some wrestling. But again, he's another one. I just kind of don't know what we have here. So I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go Dennis Bondar to get his first UFC dub and um, maybe call call out uh, Lomachenko. Hell yeah. So you're going uh, Moneyline? Moneyline, yep. Moneyline is at plus 105 for Mr. Bondar. I am going to do you one better. Do me better. Uh, whoa. All right. And I am going to do... <laughs> Bondar sub plus 600. Wow. Uh, I just, listen, the man has, I believe, 13 submissions on his record, albeit, you know, not against the greatest competition in the world, but I think that's where that man wants to take this, and I think he's going to find a way to somehow get this to the ground. I don't think Luis Rodriguez has really been tested against a grappler like this. I, I I don't know that for a fact, but I see the people that he's fought, you know, his last fight was against a guy who was 11-11, and 11, and the doctor stopped him due to an ankle injury in the third round. So he's not yeah, exactly not get, he's not getting these people out of here very quickly. Uh, yeah, he needs a doctor to, stop, to, to step in. Yeah, so and he's it's just taking Dropping a long time for him to also. knock people out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Bondar submission plus 600. On Missing my weight and dropping down is wild. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that will never make sense to me, but... You know, we'll we'll see what he looks like. And Bondar, at least, the, I'm going to count on him having the UFC experience. I don't think Luis Rodriguez has ever fought in front of a crowd that's that he's going to see on Saturday night. So give me Dennis yep. Bondar, sub. Never Let's thought go, I dude. did not think I was going to be taking that one. Crane maker. Uh, how about Victor Altamirano? This is a guy you said was going to be the next uh, Canelo. 
And yep. uh, I mean, you, you were close. You were close, but he, <laughs> he, he coming yeah. off <laughs> lost to Tim Elliott. Uh, he's fighting Felipe Dos Santos, who, he, you know, what I know him for is being the guy that Manel Cop beat, and then Manel Cop uh, unleashed some homophobic slurs on the uh, microphone right. after. <laughs> Your whole team is a bunch of, and you can finish that sentence yourself. So. Uh, Felipe Dos Santos, I will say, looked good in that fight. I think he uh, he took that like on the weeks, not even a week notice or something yeah, like that. Well, yeah, he's like twenty three too. Yeah. so it's like you know, making your debut against somebody who's like a top five flyweight in the world, and actually you know landing almost hundred strikes, significant strikes is is pretty crazy. And he, he did get dropped, but he didn't get finished, right? No. So there's that. I mean, he did get beat up all in all, but good showing, good defensive grappling. Um, or not good defensive grappling, I believe, is what I had written down. He's one of those shoot-to-box trained guys. He has a lot of good uh, kicks, a lot of good switch kicks specifically. Uh, I don't know if Altamirano will really get on the wrestling here. He's, he, Altamirano kind of reminds me of a poor man's Brandon Roy Val in a way. He's got those like awkward kicks, um, moves forward a little bit. He's got some volume, but not much power. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the difference between him and Roy Val. But he does have strong leg kicks. Defense all around and gas tank are not good. Questionable decision-making as well. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I have in this fight because he's kind of a tough guy to, to really pin down. The Hernandez fight was close. The Candelario fight before he got to the UFC was close. Remember, he beat Lacerda in a fight that he could have lost. The Salvador fight was like kind of back and forth. They both looked sloppy. Yeah. Was that one in Mexico also? It was not. It was in San Antonio. So, yeah, I just I don't know what we have here, and I think Felipe is so young that you know maybe this is a big a big chance for him to get a knockout. But he only has two. Yeah, I don't have a bet here, but I think I would take Felipe Dos Santos just because yeah. I do like the youth, I do like the overall ability, the, the potential that he flashes. So yeah, I'm no, surprise, surprise, no bet here, but I, I got Felipe. I got Felipe. I have Felipe inside the distance plus two forty. Uh, yeah, dude. I I just. I like the what I saw last time, and I think it's. I think the biggest jump that U, UFC fighters are just, you know, I guess this is actually just strictly UFC fighters make is for the jump from fight one to fight two because that that little those jitters from that f- first fight it kind of sometimes eats a guy alive, and then he comes at the second time and he's moved past that you know that emotional hurdle, and he and he just gets better. He's just a, the, he shows his true self. I thought Felipe looked good in the first fight. I think with a full camp. Getting himself ready for this fight, I think he's going to show his true self, and I think he's going to get a finish here. So, go, dude. Now, this is the fight that I I will be. This might be the main event. This is this is my main event, honestly. <laughs> the people's main event. Muhammad Naimov, the Hillman. The Hillman has gone out there and done exactly what I've asked of him since he joined the UFC. Just eliminate Jamie Malarkey. That was sick. Then Nathaniel Wood, I think he's a dog in all these fights, or uh, at least he probably was. Uh, let me see. I can pull that up very quickly. He was uh, – no, he's a favorite – I'm sorry. He was a dog in the uh, Nathaniel Wood fight, and I don't have odds for the other one. So there you go with that. Naimov's fighting Eric Silva. Eric Silva is plus 430 uh, underdog. So th- this is, Not I that Eric Silva. No, not that Eric Silva. Not the uh, Silva that uh, guillotine Josh Koscheck to sleep. Uh, he just—he's coming off of a loss to T.J. Brown, where he got arm triangle downtown. I don't remember that fight. I do. Do you? What yep. happened? Uh, it was the Blahovich night. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. 
Caporia <laughs> fought about Bryce Mitchell that night, so that's that's right. There we go. No, um, I, I remember that being just like a <laughs> absolute. <laughs> take yeah, all right. I don't know what fest. to tell you, man. He arm tried to win that night. <laughs> it was just a scramble fest, and downtown TJ Brown was about to try to like lose the fight, like he always does. But Eric Silva's the one who's like, "Yeah, I don't want to win this. You can have it." Um, he, what is he? Thirty six. He's born in the fucking mid eighties. Um, thirty six. Yeah, his nickname is King. Not sure he's going to be the king here. I, I just, I feel like he's kind of similar. This is like when Carlos Vera fought last week. You know, this is an older guy against a young prospect. Still, has got like a karate style with some good power. He uses his striking to get takedowns, but his durability, his gas tank, his age—they're all an issue. Yeah, you know, he's been subbed twice, uh, not just by TJ Brown, but before his level of competition, not great. Um, he did fight that guy in the contender series. Whatever happened to that fellow? Nothing. He's fought a couple times, but he's lost. He did face crank, face crank back to back fights. Jesus. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't think this guy's good. The problem with Naimov is like he's not a, he's not a, a great round minute winner. Like he was probably losing a good part of that Malarkey fight until he just unleashed that right hook. Yeah. Um, and then the Nathaniel Wood fight. I don't know. I mean, fighting a guy in in Abu Dhabi. It's, you're not going to get that decision. You know? He had not a body experience, dude. That was that. yeah. <laughs> but it, Nathaniel Wood was never getting that decision over the uh, Tajik Hillman. Um, so I just don't know what to feel about how to feel about this fight. I think he probably gets Eric Silva out of here. This guy's older and he likes to strike, and you know the Hillman loves to fucking go to war. Minus five fifty is wild. Yeah, but I, I think it might be. I think it might be just plus one sixty. To get the TKO, yeah, give me give me the Hillman by TKO. I think he gets it done and and sends Eric Silva pack. You think there's any chance he subs him? Uh, I mean, you know, who knows, right? I guess, but how many Hillman subs do we have? Do we have three. any sub hills? Three, Hill sub. three Hillman subs, uh, four <laughs> Hillman knockouts, and three Hillman decisions. So that that's the tough thing about this. He's kind does of does have an arm triangle. He does. Eric Silva just got arm triangled, so I guess they could. Should we just do inside? What do we? What do we do? Inside, we, I went. I'm going inside the distance. That's why I asked that question. Okay, just All right, let's do it. Yeah, I like just to avoid any you know any nonsense here. I like it. Inside the distance, minus one thirty-five, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is UFC Mexico from Mexico City. I hope you guys all enjoy the fights. I am very excited. Another just thirteen fights of just. Another fun Saturday night. Blood and guts. Putting fun tokens into the sports book account and just doing, you know, doing what you need to do on a Saturday night to have some fun. So there it is. Do you want to talk quickly about the the PFL or I mean? Yeah, we could. I mean, the main event winner is facing Francis. Yeah, it's pretty so, wild. Yeah, I mean, if Henan Farah gets in there and puts Francis out cold, that'll be cool. But uh, doubt it. Either way, what do we think? We get? I mean, does Ryan Bader get sent to the land of winning ghost here? Is forty. Um, his Nate last Warriors fight, also has a nice card this weekend for a couple of former UFC guys on the. Uh, oh yeah, Mason Jones still still getting out there and still getting still getting around. Wilson Race. <laughs> oh my god, that fucking guy. Um, yeah, when's the last time Bader? Oh my god, the last time Bader fought was a year ago against Fedor, and that was just a sad display of anything. And before that, Czech Congo and Moldowski decisions. Like, I mean, he hasn't really impressed. You know, Ryan Bader hasn't. So I'd be interested to see if he's the. Favor here. Let's quick click on the list. Yeah, I mean he's a very, very small favorite against Henry Ferreira. Problema, who is coming off of a absolute demolish, demolition, demolition of Dennis Goltsov. Before that, he beat your boy Maurice Green. So 
Um, it should be a good fight. It should be uh, probably won't last long. I think. I think but I got Hendon Ferreira. So much bigger than him, dude. He's a lot. Yeah, he's a big boy. He wants this Francis fight. Hendon Ferreira does so. I got Hendon Ferreira. There. I mean, the co-main Johnny Eblen, Impa Kasagana, Impa Kasagana, making a good career out for himself. How about him after the U- after the UFC? Uh, Ray Cooper, Jason Jackson at one eighty two. Is that a new division that we have? I don't know. What's uh, I'm not sure. Not sure if that's catchweight, but that should be balls to the wall action. I, I'm excited for that one. Capaloza, Nemkov at heavyweight. Yeah. Tiago Santos, Yoel Romero, and our Lord year of 2024. I couldn't really care less about that, to be honest. Clay Collard, Agent McKee Jr., I like that. Um, Aaron Pico getting back in there. Now, the last time he fought at Corrales, he got fucking smoked. Henry Corrales, but that was like seven fights ago. He's fighting. Oh, is that him again? I guess it is him. I guess they're they're running it back. Wow. A rematch that is what? Five years in the making. I thought I just thought it was a different Corrales because I know they have a Morales. They have a couple Corrales. So what do I know? Um, that'll be interesting in the rematch. See if Pico can uh, can get some some traction here going forward. Biagio Ali Walsh making his pro debut. How about that? Let's go. He's uh, fighting Clarissa El Shields. Vikingo. Yeah. Uh, who? Emmanuel Palacio. El Vikingo. Oh, he's nineteen. This kid. This kid might be the real deal. I'm actually I mean, that is. I actually am excited for. Wow, Clarissa Shields get back in there. Yeah, she's fighting Ron DeSantis' daughter, Kelsey, um, who's one and two. <laughs> she, uh, is she, yeah, she probably isn't going to win. She's 35. Um, yeah, she also fought Amanda Bell and got fucking smoked, the lady killer. Um, she also fought in CFA 10, McSweeney Starling, staring. Uh, James McSweeney headlined that car with a head kick knockout. So shout out to Jim's. For getting wow. that big dub. Good good job, yeah. Jim. Back in 2013. <laughs> so wait a minute. This chick so okay, hold on. Let's let's back it up. Daughter of Ron fought, lost, and then took ten years off and said, Yo, I'm getting back in there. Lost again and then won. And now she's fighting Clarissa Shields. Um not bad. Not bad. I guess she's getting paid for this. Um <laughs> other than that, we're supposed to have Pitbull and Pinedo in this card. Sadly, we're supposed to have Jason Jackson. And Megamed Karamov on this card as well. And uh, Aaron Pico was actually supposed to fight Gabriel Alves Braga, which would have been bad news for him. So even though he did get knocked out by Pinedo, um, this should be a good card. It's, I hate that it starts early. It is in Abu Dhabi, uh, or it's in Riyadh, Sizen. Dan Hardy, I uh, yeah. can't wait for this card to start. Smart um, cage. Are we in smart the smart cage? cage? We'll see. Uh, are we in the smart. dude wipes cage? <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll have to find, tune in. Yeah, tune in to find out later. But that will be tomorrow afternoon. And yeah. uh, I will be at work, but I will definitely be following along to see, you know, uh, if Biagio Ali Walsh can, um, you know, right his wrongs. There are some really good fights on this card, though. So, uh, you see Johnny Eblen's banging a porn star, and the porn star says if he if he loses that she's leaving? No. <laughs> no. What, what is this? A WWE, uh, you losing, I'm um, dumping you I, yeah. fight? Who is he dating? I don't even know if he's dating her. I just saw a um, interview where he spent eighty five thousand dollars on her at some sort of the, the oh, store man. or something like she that. Looks, so she must be she doing looks, some crazy looks, shit to it. She looks good. Yeah. Well, that I co-sign. mean, she is a professional, so you know that's. Yeah, I gotta check out her uh, her discography or check her, out uh, her work, dude. Her resume. Yeah, see what she's got. See, see if you're a big. Um, fan. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There's some boxing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 
Junto Nakatani. Remember, he uh, absolutely shut Andrew Maloney's lights off. They're still off, I believe. Oh, he's got the One of the just craziest knockouts, one-punch knockouts that we've seen in some time. They will, he will be fighting Alejandro Santiago, who's coming off a huge win against Nonito Donaire on the Spence Crawford undercard. So that's going to be Saturday, 4 a.m. It's going to be this tonight, really, um, on ESPN+. Plus. So if you're not doing anything around 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, maybe a.m., tune in, dude. Tune in to see Nakatani. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. And Elimination Chamber's on the night from Perth, Australia. It's going to be... At well, we four, got- <laughs> I believe it starts at 5 a.m., so you'll have to have dual TVs if you want to watch that <laughs> Nakatani fight. <laughs> we have action all across. We have LFA. We have ACA. Cage there's, Warriors, there's, there's all sorts of I stuff. I think there's some Risen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting real dirty. Let's see how we can fix a fight there. <laughs> how about, yo, we, we didn't talk about. How about Danny Barlow no. breaking his arm and still fighting yeah. the way that he did? That was pretty wild. I didn't even know, yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, so that's pretty wild. Also, can we talk about how. Uh, on UFC 264, we had Sean O'Malley by knockout, Ilya Taporia by knockout, and Drickus Duplessis by knockout. Three champions that we have now, two of our newest champions, three of our newest champions, all were on the Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor three card. Just something I forgot to uh, uh, talk about yeah. last week. So thought that was kind of cool. Uh, Dr. Stoppage. Yeah, that was a tough and, night for uh, me. You're running Aldana got to win. All my all my boys and girls got, got dubs in this card. So, um Besides Jerome Rivera, of course. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on this weekend for sure. Um, more boxing. Uh, this summer is going to be really, really good for boxing. Man. I can't. I think Boot Tennis is getting close. It's getting close to getting a title fight. Who knows when it's going to happen or who it's going to be against. But I think we're getting close here. And um, uh, David Benavidez moving up to fight Alexander Govochik, uh, who previously was retired by Artur Beterbiev. He said he will move back down if Canelo wants to fight him. But if not, he's going to stay up there and fight the winner of Bivol and Beterbiev, huge nuts for Mr. Benavides to do that. I mean, this is a fight he should be getting with Canelo. We still don't know what Canelo's doing. There's rumors of Jamal Charlo getting that fight. That's not happening. Uh, it's probably going to be Jaime Munguia in that May 4th event. I hope they can somehow make it for Benavides. Um, there's a lot of jockeying going back, money and contract offers and this and all these proposals, but you know how boxing is. It's just a goddamn cesspool of lies. So we'll see. Hopefully we can get that. Uh, curious. Do you think that the Jermel, like, do you think the Jamal one would be better than Jermel, or do you think it would? Kind I do. Of be, okay. But Jamal, Jamal's kind of in his own head also. And his last fight was good, but not great. And he's always got something going on. Uh, I think him and his brother still aren't friends. I mean, their their baby mamas are beating the shit out of each other at their fight. That's not ever good to see. No. Um, <laughs> I know you. I know you've been there before. So I, yeah. I just. I, I don't know. I don't know what state Jamal Charlo is in mentally. And physically, I feel like he's in good shape, but he's also getting older. I don't want to see him go in there against Canelo. He just makes a bad mistake and gets flatlined. You know, I, I do like Maul a lot. So, um, no, I'd rather see Jaime Munguia just because it's another Mexican. Jaime Munguia brings it, and he's probably going to get fucking floored, but I also would love to see it. Yeah, I just want to see boxers like Canelo not fight guys like John Ryder. That's all I ask. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, shout out to John Ryder for not making it the distance. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Have have a good old time. Enjoy Elimination Chamber. I know all of you listening all to this will be uh, tuned in at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., watching the pre-show and everything. So until then, my name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Ty Capone, and as always, 
Work on your cardio, guys. Go outside, get a nice little brisk walk or a run in. Go on the treadmill. Just make sure you don't gas out. You want to be able to you you, you want to be able to go miles, miles and miles. miles. And Maybe just one mile, but at least a mile. And strokes. 